right. Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers podcast. We're on the Bro, world. you call that an introduction? <laughs> Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer, and I'm back here to save this show. But I'm also joined by Trey, Stinky Fingers Jose. Who's who's a goddamn scab and tries to take people's jobs. I'm Mexican, so I usually fill in for a cheaper rate. (laughs) And then Tyler, he was too expensive to fill in, but uh, remained in his current role. Big Herbie Herbach. (laughs) Oh, man, that worked out so much better than I thought it was going to. It was perfect. That was great. Yeah, I think you missed your calling as a uh, reality TV show producer. And you should look into that. Good call. Well, I'll tell you what, fellas. It's uh, good to be back. You know, I will say I missed missed this greatly. Um, definitely my uh, what what I look forward to every single week. But sometimes life throws a, a bit of a curveball at you, and you gotta just uh, keep keep trucking on. But um, I'm happy that I'm in a better position than I've ever been. And, uh, you know, I have my freedom back and I can, you know, make my own independent decisions uh, <laughs> and, and do what I want. What? Drink beer when I want. What? There's some whiskey. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh well, not kidding about the whiskey, but the other shit. Anyways, uh, just know. good to be back and, uh, good to be talking football again. And, um, kicking it with with the boys we're glad to have you back man thank you yeah. sir thank you i'm not trying to leave this whole goddamn podcast <laughs> that's a lot of talking huh yeah now that's why i'm fighting for a pay increase on this damn show uh but let's get into i guess out. that's what we yeah. now he was holding out is what this it was. is a this it was a hold in kind of you know i'd show up to practice every once in a while but not the games wasn't going to play until my needs were met. And luckily me and the, the top of the organization came to a, an agreement. So that we pay you more. So yeah, welcome back. <laughs> 240 million guaranteed um, over the next eight years. I told him I need the, I need the massage watching contract. Otherwise I'm not playing. So 240 million was, that's all I um, but yes, let's get into what we are here to do, which is talk fantasy football and it is Tuesday. So you know what that means or Monday night. So you know what that means. We're getting into our week 15 waivers and it's the playoffs. Playoffs. I was going to say, I set you guys up for that for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here. Steve Nash is back, dude. Just dishing dimes. All right. The John playoffs. Stockton. Who? John Stockton. We're from the Northwest. I don't know who that is. Um, Great. <laughs> <laughs> Jack and Dan's. All right. Been there. Done that. Cool. Um, week 15 waiver wires. It is the playoffs. We are here. We made it. Some of us have a first round buy. <clears throat> Some of us don't. And but how many? <laughs> leagues? Yeah. Uh, yeah how many buys how many in like three or four, no four leagues? Okay. Out of buys. your eleven leagues you chose to join this season, how many are you in the playoffs? All of them, but um, three. Well, That's a lie. But okay, it's not. <laughs> we want receipts. I got the, re- I got the receipts. You guys know the leagues that I'm uh, shitty in. I think there's a couple leagues that I'm in with you guys that have not gone well for me, but whatever. Pretty that's, much everyone. That's gambling, baby. I mean, you decided to actually join the leagues that we were in that time, so it's natural you come in last. Oh, yeah, I was the follower. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, all right, week 15 waivers um, and some injury news and notes to take away from this last weekend of football, um, which had a lot of kind of crazy games, upsets, um, things we didn't really see coming, but 
somehow wherever uh, our good buddy, the other Tyler was betting, somehow he saw that the Vikings were plus odds and somehow Vegas knew that the Lions were going to shit on the Vikings, which is weird to me. But, you know, we keep we keep gambling. So let's keep moving. Um, there's no buys. No more buys. Thank God. We're done with that. Hopefully you survived uh, week 14 buys and secured your playoff spot. Uh, but that was a weird, like, do we normally have buys in week 14? I don't ever recall that being this is the, because, so impactful. Because they added the extra game to this year, uh, buys got moved back one more week. I was surprised, though, there were six teams on by. Normally you have, like, two teams on by on the final week. Six was a lot. Yeah, I'll just was, say this. That was weird. Maybe bye, bye, bye. <laughs> bye, bye. I'm in sync with the playoffs now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man. Let's get into uh, some of these injuries <laughs> real quick. Some of these injury notes to take away from this last weekend. Um, Kyler Murray tonight in tonight's game, the Monday night game. I think it was like play number three. Yeah. Um, tried to do a little bit of scrambling, get out of the pocket, ran, um, and suffered what looks to be a non-contact knee injury and it looked pretty serious um, by the body language and the kind of uh i guess love and affection he was getting from both sides um that sucks for him man that's uh that's terrible and that's terrible if you're relying on kyler in the playoffs because it's pretty likely he's he's done for the season apparently he was crying in the tunnel as they carted him off so I think he knows what we already thought. It's going to be definitely a, a serious injury. And for fantasy football, we know what's going on. We have three weeks left. If yeah. you have him on your roster, you're in a bad position. And speaking of people who have him in their roster, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I saw all my uh, hopes of a championship probably go down the drain with Kyler Murray going out tonight. I was pretty. Just, I was literally at work and I saw it happen. I had like two hours left at work, and I'm like, like sick. Dude, I, I was distraught the rest of the, the rest of my shift. I quit. Uh, yeah, fuck it, it was terrible. I was like, because I, you know, that's in our home league. It's a, like a thousand dollar pot for the first place guy. Like, I was like, damn. So you just go steal a brand new truck and run off to Canada and start life all over. Start a whole new life. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong so, direction. Go to Mexico. It sucks. I mean, they they are um. Oh, we're close they, to Canada. More reports have come out. They're already saying that it's like ninety five percent certain that's a, at least an ACL tear. It could be more. Ouch. I mean, luckily ACL's recovery has been has improved greatly. Um, and you know, a lot of players are coming back just as strong as they were before it, but still that's I mean, for the, right now, it's terrible, especially for fantasy football. Um, who else we got here? Ramondre Stevenson, ankle injury during the Monday night football game as well. He did leave the field on his own accord, so hopefully it isn't anything too serious, like maybe a high ankle sprain or something like that that could keep him out. But I don't know. Any thoughts on Stevenson? Sucks too, man. I mean, if it's a high ankle sprain, he's going to miss a, a week or two, um, you know, or even or three, just because they're going to try to make a push into the playoffs. You're talking about that's that's it for if you have him on your team as a fantasy um, player for the playoffs, which sucks because, like, He's been one of those guys that you drafted relatively late in drafts, and he's been a stud for you. Yeah, I'll ju- I'll just say this real quick. Um, if Stevenson is out and Damian Harris, you know, continues to not play, it seems like their offensive line and the way their scheme is set up that whoever is in the backfield is definitely worth starting a running back. And Kevin whoever Harris, was back there was getting good yards. Yeah, it was, it was Kevin Harris. Um, he played pretty well. He's a rookie out of South Carolina. Well, they also had Pierre Strong, who was doing pretty well in the, the, the small amount of time that he did. See, he had five carries for 70 yards and a touchdown. But Kevin Harris did look really good. But then I saw Pierre Strong get on the field. And I'm like, oh, he looks good, too. So maybe yeah, it's a looked, scheme thing. They did both score. So it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, divvy up that. Because uh, Harris had eight carries himself. He's the guy to look at looking forward. Yeah, Kev- Kevin Harris, not Damian Harris. Yeah, the other mm-hmm. Harris. The other Harris. Um, De- definitely some names to keep an eye on for the waiver wire. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I mean, they're, they're two rookies going forward. 
um, that you might have to rely on in the fantasy football playoffs. Kind of sucks, but see what happens. Yeah, um, you know, Bill's going to want to see what he's got in those young backs, too, so he'll run them. Um, you know, they're in the mix, but I, I don't think anyone thinks the the Patriots are going to go win a Super Bowl this year. Um, another serious injury um, that was pretty devastating for fantasy football, Debo Samuel suffered a high ankle sprain on Sunday, which, honestly, I thought it was worse than that. Um, so... It's kind of good news, but for fantasy football, it's it's terrible news because he's going to be out at least four to six weeks, and that will go ahead and wrap up his fantasy football season. Yeah, they're actually calling it a sprained ankle and a sprained MCL. So I mean, it's pretty bad. The way I mean, but I agree with you, man. The way that they reacted on the field, I mean, they had they had a carton off. Like he was in, like absolutely bawling his eyes out. I, I thought he was. You know, I thought he snapped it. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was a very, very serious injury. Well, with that being said, it's Brandon Ayuk season, baby. He's already been flex worthy. Uh, if you have Brandon Ayuk, it's it's definitely his time for sure. Seems to have a, a good connection with with Purdy as well. So, um, and and Purdy's proven that he can he can sling the ball around a little bit. So, yeah, I agree with that sentiment for sure. And Christian McCaffrey should. If he stays healthy, please, Lord, um, carry you to championships with uh, this news happening. Please, please, baby Jesus. <laughs> Just stay healthy. <laughs> the love of God. Um, DJ Moore, day-to-day with an ankle injury. Who cares? T. Higgins is day-to-day <laughs> after suffering a hamstring injury during pregame warm-ups. This was kind of a killer. T. Higgins going out um, in pregame warmups. That sucks. And uh, he put up a, a big fat zero for uh, a lot of people out there, including myself. Um, hopefully, you're able to to hang on. We'll see how serious the hamstring is, but those do linger. So uh, it could be a little sketchy going into week one of the playoffs. Well, he did play one play during that game. So he did, you know, get injured during the warmups and they were like, Okay, let's try it out. He played one single play in the game yeah. and they were like, No, we're not gonna do it. So he has a good chance to play this week, I think. He's listed as day to day, as is here's the thing, like you immediately like as a fancy owner, you're like, Oh, cool. Well if Higgins misses, you know, I got Tyler Boyd. Well, Tyler Boyd's day to day as well. Real quick, yeah, who's who's the receiver behind Jamar Chase if those two are out? If either of you uh, could name it real quick, touchdown, didn't he? it's uh, what's his name, Mike, something, Mike White or something. He's <laughs> the quarterback in the Jets that. Oh yeah, almost <laughs> got split in half this last weekend. Um, there's Trent Taylor, Trenton Irwin, and Stanley Morgan are on the depth chart. I don't remember. one of them scored a touchdown. Stanley Morgan does he do banking? <laughs> no, he doesn't do banking. <laughs> wrong, wrong Stan. Yeah, it was Trent, Trenton Irwin was the one who scored the touchdown. He scored on a flea flicker. Um, he, I mean, he played a bunch of, I, it looks like it's Trent Irwin is the one who's going to step up because he played 84% of the snaps. He only had two targets and two catches, but one of them was that long touchdown run, so he had a decent day. But it looks like Irwin's the one they would expect to step up the most. Yeah, Tyler Boyd, dislocated finger. Not sure how serious of a dislocation it is, but um, I guess if, if they're anticipating him missing multiple weeks, then it must be pretty serious. Well, they, they said day-to-day. Uh, the biggest thing, because it's dislocated, they said it's mostly a pain management thing. You know, if he can catch a right. ball without it, like, you know, sh- give him shooting pains up his arm, then he should be okay, but... Start to be a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> there's that. Well, <laughs> normally what you would do, you'd be like, well, you can, you know, give him a shot and numb it, but, like... It's probably be kind of hard to catch the ball with a numb hand as well. So, yeah, that's true. Um, Tyler Huntley in concussion protocol, um, and Baltimore in the meantime has stated that they don't expect Lamar to to return until Week 16. Um, I doubt they ramp up his return just because Tyler Huntley's probably going to be out. So who knows who's playing quarterback um, next week for the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, which could make things a little dicey starting anyone outside of maybe J.K. Dobbins after he had a a big week. Well, when I see this, the biggest thing that comes to my mind is like the you you want the running game. 
so J.K. Dobbins, his uh, his importance increases as far as the receiving game. Still, even less faith than we had before. Yeah, on, on, none of this has to do with any of those guys. On the sleeper, you guys see who their third string quarterback is. His name is Aaron Bailey. The only thing Maybe. on, well, the only thing, the only like news on his whole thing was from five years ago, where he was waived with an injury settlement. What? Yeah, that's what it says. Who actually came in for Huntley right. after when he got hurt? Did I don't even know who that was. Well, f- five oh. years ago, it says he has one year experience. Aaron Bailey, <laughs> yeah, well, because he's been out of the league for five years, apparently. And he, apparently, he's also only six inches tall, according to Sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> he's a strange guy. I can't wait to see him on uh, next weekend. <laughs> six inches, two thirty. Is this guy an alligator? fuck is that that's a sick profile (laughs) oh man that's exactly what the nfl is looking for at the quarterback position now (laughs) you saw it tonight kyler murray was the stepping stone for guys like aaron bailey they're just gonna gonna keep getting smaller (laughs) shorter and shorter all right so the actual backup was anthony brown who who is a rookie from Oregon. That's all I know. Another like AB? Another another AB, oddly enough. Maybe that's where they messed up. Is that they meant to put in Anthony Brown and they put in Aaron Bailey? I don't know. But he went three for five. Either way, know. we have all these athletic black guys in the backfield and we don't know any shit about what's going on with him. <laughs> right? Three for five for 16 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. <laughs> just keep moving forward because this Aaron yeah, Bailey right. thing is killing me. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Mike Boone came back from IR, but quickly returned uh, to the injury report with a high ankle sprain. Uh, it'll likely keep him out four to six weeks. So, no more Boone. I, I'm such a reacher at running back at this point because the, the situation sucks so bad. But now that he's back on, uh, you know, with that high ankle sprain, it's, it's Latavius Murray or Marlon Mack. And Marlon Mack, he had like three carries last week. I've been rooting for his return for a long time. Many it's years. not going to happen. Latavius Murray has a stronghold on this backfield. And this offense fucking sucks. So if you're really relying on any of those running backs, you're kind of fucked. Well, and it might be worse. I mean, Russell had his first good game of the of the season, and then went out with a concussion, and it was bad. Yeah, I almost put him on this waiver or, or, or on the injury report. But if you're starting Russell Wilson at this point, you're not in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> you're relying on Russ through week fourteen. Then that's uh, that's. That's tough. I would love to see the rest of, the rest of somebody's roster who what, did start him all season and was still in the playoffs. Because the rest of his roster, roster would be absolutely stacked. <laughs> and if all you're right. that guy, hit us up on Twitter and let us see that screenshot because yeah. I don't fucking believe it. That's loyalty right there. You don't see a lot of that anymore. Um, <laughs> says the newly single James. <laughs> Where's the loyalty at? Uh, you know, teamwork, you know, loyalty, um, you know, all these things. Don't see it anymore. Shit's buzzing. Not buzzing. Oh, no caps. Yeah, Not one cap. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into the waivers on God. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, that's on Pops. Um, oh very, God. very first name here at running back, Chuba Hubbard, rostered in 39% of leagues. Deonta Foreman definitely leads this backfield and continued to do so last week, but Chuba Hubbard is involved. Um, he's been... Uh, pretty heavily involved the last two weeks with 31 carries, 139 yards, and and a and one touchdown last week. Shuba Hubbard, um, worthy of a pickup, in your guys' opinion? I think yeah, it's not someone you're going to want to start immediately, but it's someone you definitely need to have in that backfield. The Panthers surprisingly are a very good rushing team, and you know Dante Foreman is definitely the guy who's leading the backfield, but Shuba Hubbard's emerging. And if you're struggling at running back, 
I feel bad for you in the playoffs, but it's not the worst start. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers have decided that they can't throw the ball, and, you know, everyone knows this. But Chuba Hubbard is literally getting, like, RB1 touches as an RB2. Like you said, 31 carries for the last two weeks. Dante Foreman has 45 carries in that time frame. So, I mean, they're literally running the ball, like, 75% of the time that they're they're on offense. So, Chuba Hubbard is going to give you that work, even though he's an RB2. We've been talking about him for weeks, man. Chuba Hubbard, Deontay Foreman, they're both worthy of putting on your team. For sure. And, I mean, last week they're playing the Seahawks, so obviously they wanted to try to run the ball since that's what they're best at as a team. And Seattle's defense not hasn't been great against the run. Um, no, they're giving so. about 100. Before this game, they're giving about 155 yards a game on the ground. Uh, they gave up like 230 in this one, so that average is about to <laughs> jump up there. Man. Ooh. That's terrible. Yeah, pretty terrible. So maybe a little bit has to do with the matchup, but again, yeah, this team cannot throw the ball. They have to run it. So, yeah, both these guys should be should be involved going forward. Um, Travis Homer. Next on the the list here, he's rostered in 46% of the leagues. Um, Kenny Walker, limited in practice today, again, and DJ Dallas did not practice at all. Um, They're on a short week. They play San Francisco on Thursday, so it's not really an appealing matchup for Homer. Um, If Walker doesn't play... Uh, uh, Homer was the the lead back last week. Tony Jones Jr. is on the team. Um, I think he got two snaps. Snaps. I don't know if you guys saw Adam Schefter's um, the all all knowing Adam Schefter's tweet saying before the game he was saying uh, his sources made him very confident that Tony Jones Jr. would be the lead back, and I think he got like two carries. So he actually yeah, got one sources. carry for two yards. <laughs> Yeah, his sources suck, dude. I, if you're still, it's 2022. If you're still listening to Schefter and following him, I, you know, I don't know what yeah. to tell you. So here's part of the problem with this backfield. One, they play on Thursday. The chances of Kenny Walker making it back are super slim. Um, today his limited practice Fuck. was just an est- yeah his <laughs> today his limited practice was just an estimation. The Seahawks didn't actually practice today. That they just said that if they were to practice, he would have practiced on a limited basis. So he, Yikes. no one was actually on the field. And then with that being said, Travis Homer only had nine carries. Tony Jones had one. So they ran the ball with the running backs only 10 times last week. This running game without Kenneth Walker, and even when he was in the last few weeks, has not looked good. And I, unless it's Kenneth Walker, because it's, you know, Kenneth Walker, he's been playing so well most of the season. You can't trust any running back in this offense right now. See, that's it's, why it pays off to have a Seahawks guy on your podcast. <laughs> Well, especially well, against San Francisco too. Yeah. You know, that's a that's a tough matchup in general on a short week. Um, you know, obviously if, if Kenneth Walker was playing, I would play him, but yeah, even if he does come back and it's like a game time decision type deal, I'm probably still avoiding it, even though obviously you want to play Walker, he's credible, but that's a tough matchup, man, on a short week, stingy defense, and if he's not 100%, uh, I'd probably avoid for sure. I'll just say this before we move on. Um, if let's just say Kenny Walker doesn't play, DJ Dallas continues to not practice. It's, it looks like he's not going to even play this week, right? Um, if you're in a tough spot moving into the playoffs, let's say you barely eked it in, I could honestly see you playing Travis Homer. You can't be confident about it, just like you guys said, but he is the guy who's going to get majority touches, right? So, yeah, sure. yeah if you're you in a pinch, at risk. The only counter to that is that because now we're in the playoffs and there's no more bye weeks, you should have everybody you know readily available to be able to throw in there other than Kenneth Walker. So hopefully you have a backup running back that maybe flexed sometimes this year or kept most on your bench, but someone who you could rely on to throw in as an RB2 over, even over Travis Homer. And I'm, I agree with James in terms of like just this matchup for this week specifically is really tough. Well, I'm one of those guys, honestly, that might have to play him. Because I drafted Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker and Javante Williams in one league. And so I'm really thin at running back. So I I might have to take that risk. But at the same time, you know, Chuba Hubbard's, uh, you know, he's available. And we'll talk about some other running backs that are very deep plays here in a second. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's not thin. That is like scalpel 
nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Well, just two guys on IR. I know. Like you can't do anything about like injuries or injuries, but like that's just like the worst luck for yeah. that team, man. That's not so thin ice. The that, that ice has melted into water. <laughs> You're drowning. It's, it's no longer ice. <laughs> hey, that's uh, why they call us wetbacks, baby. I can swim. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no ocean too small or too big. Yeah. <laughs> Zamir White <laughs> rostered at 10% of leagues. Amir Abdullah rostered in 7% of leagues. So Jacobs likely to play this week after suffering his uh, finger injury during last week's game. Um, he's likely to play, but if he doesn't, White and Abdullah are worth are worth at least taking a, a, a glance at, a little looksy poo if you do uh white is primed to be the man the main ball carrier since abdullah ha- has seen much more playing time this year but only has four total carries and primarily gets most of his work in the receiving game raiders fan trey stinky fingers jose what do you got to say yeah you pretty much covered it basically i'm gonna approach this like if jacobs isn't playing so if he's not playing, the Raiders are pretty successful at running the ball. And if they do run the ball, it's going to be Zamir White. You touched on it a little bit, but you know Amir Abdullah has been seeing the field quite a bit this year, and it's literally all been receiving work. His four carries are in the last two weeks. He had one last week, three the week before. If Josh Jacobs doesn't play, Zamir White is their primary running back. And that does make him... You know, worth a little looksy poo or whatever the fuck thing you said. <laughs> if you do, <laughs> I will. I will just add in there. It looks like it was reported that his X-rays came back negative, so they don't have any concern of him missing the game in any way. Um, basically, what it sounds like if they, the X-rays come back negative, so he just jammed his finger really badly, and he's good to go now. Yeah. So there shouldn't be any concern. But you know, if for some reason something comes out of the blue, then yeah. No, it's a major long shot. They're probably going to rush Jacobs into the ground. They didn't extend, you know, his, um, what do you call it? They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Yeah, his fifth-year option off of his rookie contract. So they really have no reason to not just, like, run him into the ground, and he's been killing it. Cool. But if something doesn't happen, Zimmer White is a good option. They're basically out of the playoff picture. Yeah, I would <laughs> yeah. just say, I mean, this is unfancy-related, but, like, Josh Jacobs has earned his contract this year. If the Raiders don't pay him, then they're stupid. I've been a Raiders fan my whole life, and stupid decisions are our calling card. (laughs) Stupid is as stupid does. Maybe get him to play quarterback. See if that helps things out at all. (laughs) Fuck off. It hasn't even been that bad. Says the guy whose quarterback is literally ranked lower in fantasy. Well, what about real life? And your guy's going to go to Hall of Fame, apparently? Doesn't matter, because we're talking about fantasy football. Okay. Am I speaking to Devontae Adams? Let's tone it down here. Okay. You're talking tone about what? You're talking about the back-to-back two-time MVP, 2020-2021 MVP, Hall of Fame quarterback. It doesn't Looks matter. Like- because who scored what? more fantasy points this year? Yeah. And that's what we're here to talk about. Are we? Yes, it's our podcast platform. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, um, they're sim- they're very similar yeah. in talent. Very similar, very very similar. One for um, me, zero for Jim. Welcome oh, back, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> Fucking douchebag. I own part of my team, dude. I'm literally. I cut Devonte. They called me and asked me. I said, "Yeah, let's let him go. We're good." Oh, yeah, and he has more okay. touchdowns and less games than he had with uh, Aaron Rodgers. So we can keep going on this. Let's talk about something people care about. More. All right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can get into it. We can get into it. What is that? What is that stat? That's such a terrible, terrible stat. He actually does have 12 touchdowns this season so far when he only scored 11 last year. Boom. Roast. Yeah. Oh, that's what happens when he's the only thing that can do anything on your team outside of Josh Jacobs. And fantasy wise, it's a great fucking thing for him. All right, guys, let's go to the next player, shall we? Drop the owner card and do the podcast, my friend. <laughs>
<laughs> Houston's running backs. Um, they're all under 10%. Um, Damian Pierce, uh, you got to monitor, monitor his status throughout the week. He did injure his ankle in the game on Sunday. If he's out, it would be Rex Burkhead, probably the best streaming option um, on the team. But, God, I hope you're not relying on Rex Burkhead in the first round of the playoffs. I'm the one who wrote that, and I, I'm i curious if you guys feel the same. If Damian Pierce doesn't play, you know, they have Rex Burkhead. They recently brought in Eno Benjamin, who is interesting. They also have Dare Ugumbawale, who they seem to kind of like. But, you know, once Damian Pierce left the game, it seemed like Rex Burkhead got the goal line carries, which is, sounds dumb because he had two carries for negative three yards. But he had the best situational opportunities. Yeah, I mean, and Pierce got hurt, but he didn't. He left the game and came back, so he's still, I'm pretty sure, finished the game. So he, I would think he's okay. And it's not like a, a Goomba wallet. It wasn't any better. He had one carry for also negative three yards. Um, so neither one's great. If Pierce is out for whatever reason, I would still lean towards Burkhead just from what we've seen in the past with this backfield. Um, plus, they're playing Kansas City, so you do have that where they're playing a, a poor defense, and you know he they could potentially get you some points that way. Yeah, and I got a pretty interesting stat here for you. Uh, Devontae Adams played 62 games for the Packers in the regular season and playoffs God, from 2018 to 2021. He caught less than four passes only once in those 62 games. He already has four games with fewer than four catches this season with the Raiders. All four of those games, losses. Moving on, uh, DJ Shark. <laughs> that 50, is not even a point. Rostered in fifty-five percent of the leagues. Shark uh, now has thirty-nine fantasy points in the last three weeks, scoring twice on eighteen targets. It's a crowded room, especially with Jamison Williams back now. But can't really ignore that usage uh, with DJ Shark. So worth a yeah. poop. Well, it's Shark, dumbass. And Devontae Adams has more touchdowns this year than he had all last year. <laughs> but we'll keep Congrats. talking about DJ Shark. All right. We, we're talking about DJ Shark here. Um, obviously, Jameson Williams is emerging, but they're still bringing him extremely slowly. His, in his first game, he had 11% of snaps, had one target. In this game, he had 19% of snaps and two targets. Just the one catch of those he had was the long touchdown. So I'm not worried about James Williams really cutting into these. They're good, clearly easing him back into this offense. Uh, you know, it's a pretty major injury he came from. There's a reason why he is just now coming back from this injury. DJ Shark is by far the number two receiver on this offense, and I don't see that changing for the rest of the season. Yeah, so you're saying he looks pretty good. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jamison Williams is like a, a boomer bust play at this point. So would you be willing to... To flex DJ Shark Shark, <laughs> God damn you! In the first round of the playoffs, we'll just say this: Jared Goff is he's on a hot streak right now. Jared Eight Goff touchdowns is, yes. in the last three games. Uh, basically, what's the quick math here? Around a hundred yard or a thousand yards in the last three games. He's throwing the ball like a mofo, They're looking great. He hasn't thrown an interception since week nine. This offense is doing pretty damn good right now. So DJ Shark, definitely worth a flex look. I would say he's worth a flex look in week two of the playoffs, though, if I'm going to be completely honest here. They are playing the Jets. The Jets have a very good defense um, and one that is really what's carrying their team in general. Uh, You're going to see Sauce Gardner probably more than likely lined up mostly on DJ Shark because they like to use Amon Ross St. Brown so much in the slot. And Sauce Gardner doesn't really follow people into the slot, so you're going to see a lot of Sauce Gardner, who's probably going to win the Defensive Rookie of the Year on DJ Shark this week. That's a saucy take. Yeah, it's a no-go for me because, I mean, hopefully you're not having to rely on him, but he has been good, um, you know, obviously as of recent. And, yeah, Jared Goff, to Trey's point, has been on fire. Like, what are the Lions going to do with that whole situation? Because, obviously, you're planning on moving on from him, but at this point it's like, can well, the, the nice mean, thing is they don't have a they haven't actually drafted anybody yet, right? There's not a rookie to really supplant him as of yet. So, right, if, uh, Goff is playing well enough that come next year, even they if they do take a quarterback in the first couple of picks of the draft, then they still can sit him for you know a year until 
you till you know he's ready or if Goff starts to, you know, turn that ugly head that we've seen from him in the past. Well, they're fighting for the playoffs right now at this point. Yes. Trying to get into that wild card position. So, yeah, if they go to the playoffs, Lions country is going to be pissed if they like, don't ride with him for a second. But that's right, not really but I, It's one of those things because the Lions, they have, it's not their own first round pick. I can't remember who they're getting it from. Maybe it's the Saints. Um, but they're right now they're projected as like the number three overall pick. So in that position, because it's from someone else's mm, draft, yeah. I think it's the Saints. Okay. Um, they will have their choice of a top quarterback. I think he has Goff has one more year too, doesn't he? On his contract. Exactly. So honestly, they're in a perfect position to be able to take their quarterback of the future, knowing what we've seen from Goff. Because even this year, Goff has had highs and lows, right? That's yeah. not going to change. So they get to be able to take a you know rookie quarterback next year, develop him for a year, and then move on from Goff. Unless Goff starts to show you something that we haven't already seen from him in his career. All right, uh, Chris Moore rostered in five percent of leagues. Um, Houston wide receiver Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins out last week. Moore had the best game of his career and dominated in usage with eleven targets, ten receptions, one hundred and twenty-four yards. It, it, his waiver usefulness, I guess, is a term I'll use um, is heavily dependent on the status of his teammates, both Cooks and Collins. So you got to monitor those guys um, if you're planning on using Chris Moore at all. But again, it's it's week 15. We're getting pretty deep here into the waivers. There's usually not a whole lot of gold here. So we're, you know, picking us straws a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, flavor of the episode. Keep an eye on the you know the status of the teammates of the people we've been talking about, and yeah. if, if they happen to be out again this week, you know it's pretty interesting that Chris Moore came in and was so heavily involved in this offense that has been playing behind all year. By far, one of the worst offenses in the league. The Texans. I mean, if he has someone who's going to eleven targets and ten catches, a risky play in the playoffs. But if Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins are out. I honestly would not feel bad about having him in my flex. Uh, this next guy, I went to go add him on uh, Dynasty waivers, and turns out he was gone. Someone on this podcast. Hey. Oh, my thunder. Chig. Let- <laughs> I was going to say, let Tyler pronounce his name since he picked him up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, hold on. Give me a sec here. Uh, let me pull up. Chagosium Oconquo. God, you are the fucking worst. Oh, how would you fucking pronounce it? <laughs> I think he. I think he, I think most people just call him Chig. Yeah, he goes uh, by Chig for that. And, uh, yeah, and Chig. A, now, granted, I I will admit, and I picked him up last week on waivers <laughs> on an absolute whim because I had Kyle Pitts earlier in the year on IR. Last week I had so I've been starting Logan Thomas since then. He went on the injury report and was going to be out for the game, so I picked up Chig. He had a decent game against Philadelphia and backed it up with a decent game against Jacksonville. I'll take it. Have you have you actually watched him play though? No, we live in the Northwest. When when is are the Titans ever on TV? Oh, red zone, illegal Bro. streaming sites. Tyler <laughs> works on Sundays. Yeah, I work on Sundays. I got no. I got to see all. I got to see highlights, man. Anyways, like a horrible American. Well, Chig, I tell you what, man, he is pretty impressive. He doesn't look like a tight end at all in fact i think he's kind of undersized so i'm su- surprised there at the that he's playing tight end he almost looks like a receiver but um apparently he can block i guess otherwise why are you playing tight end but he's he's pretty athletic man like super athletic and really fast so yeah he's a bit of a tweener because he's listed at two at six three two thirty eight he's probably a little closer like 245 maybe 250 so he's not a huge tight end um, kind of like a slightly bigger DK Metcalf, I guess, in a way. Just obviously probably not that athletic because who is? He looks um, smaller than DK. Like, legit. You should <laughs> watch his tape. Uh, honestly, I was like, that's a tight end? Like, and I was like, I need to pick that motherfucker up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cheat code. And then he's gone, of course. Um, I'll, I'll just so. say this. So last week with Traylon Brooks being out, apparently he was you know the deep target for their offense. That's word on the street from what I've been reading. I don't watch Titans games because... They, they don't have anyone else. I mean, they got a aged out 
Bobby Woods, um, Traylon Burks can't stay healthy. It's literally Burks and Chig. That's it. Yeah, he's an interesting pick on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could be useful even in redraft leagues. The tight end position is terrible, and they desperately need someone to be a threat in the passing game. So um, I would absolutely be willing to pick this guy up and and check it out if if you have streaming options anyways. 11 yards per catch as a tight end is pretty enticing. It's a little further depth than we usually see. Yeah, he's he's super interesting to me, um, especially if he's still available in your dynasty uh, league. You 100% need to go pick him up right now. Um, last guy on the list here, Desmond Ritter, the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, rostered in 11% of leagues. The Falcons officially named Ritter the starter last Thursday. He's expected to be the starter for the remainder of the season as Mar- Marcus Mariota is expected to be placed on IR with a knee injury. Could be interesting in two two QB leagues and Superflex. I'll just say this before Tyler says it. If you're someone who has Kyler Murray on your roster, who's probably going to be out for the rest of the year, fantasy-wise at least, Desmond Ritter, man, if you're trying to throw that Hail Mary. Yeah, you never yeah. know. I mean, I, I even with an injury to Kyler. I don't love him in, you know, redraft at redraft leagues traditionally, but yeah, in two QB leagues and super flex leagues, it's a very interesting pickup. Does he rectify the career of uh the old Drake Drake London? <laughs> the old Drake London who's a rookie? <laughs> I, I feel like his career already he like came and went like <laughs> in a matter of like half a season. Well, all we can go off of is like uh, preseason tape, right? And yeah. we talked about this on our last episode, talking about Desmond Ritter, and he did look really good in the preseason. Yeah, he moved around pretty good, made decisions pretty well, and he wasn't afraid to like to throw the ball down the field. And we also talked about him in our preseason episodes, talking about quarterbacks. Desmond Ritter is a very interesting prospect. He's capable of being that guy who can throw the ball pretty well and kind of be in... I think I might have even said this on our preseason quarterback rankings episode, like a poor man's Patrick Mahomes. He's pretty mobile and athletic, and he is not afraid to throw the ball. He's also a four-year starter at Cincinnati, if we really want to dive into it. Proven winner, very consistent. He has a lot of experience. Yeah, I no, I agree. He's extremely accurate. Uh, the one thing I always, when we talked about him in, in our you know preseason rankings, uh, you know, leading up to the draft, the one thing I really liked about him was that he was a winner. So you mentioned the four-year starter. He was like 46-5 and five as a starter in Cincinnati, and yeah. only one of those losses came to a team that wasn't ranked in the top 25. So he only lost to good teams, teams that, you know, because we all know Cincinnati wasn't great most of the time. They were solid. They were good, but, like, he was one who made them great. There's a reason why he was in the, why you know, he, they were in the playoffs his senior year, and he was a major, major, if not the most important part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And they got to see what they got in them. You know, they got to give them a shot to run the offense, and hopefully, they throw the ball more than ten times a game or whatever, like they're doing with with Mariota, and and let them try to manage the game a little bit. You know, so I don't know, all Arthur, um, whatever the hell his last name is, Smith. Smith. He uh, <laughs> isn't. What's that really <laughs> uncommon last name? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyways, yeah, hopefully they let him kind of throw it around a little bit uh, these last few weeks. And then maybe like week 16, if you need a quarterback, you might be confident enough to start him. But again, it's playoffs, so not a whole lot of guys you should be re- relying on um, in the waiver wires right now. So, yeah, and uh, you know, I will throw this out there, too, just in regards to Drake London. Drake London, out of nowhere before their bye weekends pick were against Pittsburgh. He did have 12 targets. Um, he had caught half of them for 95 yards. So all of a sudden, like, he became kind of a favorite. Marcus Mariota, maybe it's just a good matchup. I'm not sure. But I have a kind of a feeling that, you know, through because of rookie camp, stuff like that, where Drake London and Desmond Ritter were there together, and they were only there, for, there as rookies, and there weren't any vets around, you could see this Ritter and London connection grow pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that Ritter 
in all of our opinions, maybe not Trey's, but um, he has more arm talent than Marcus Mariota. Would we all be in agreement? <laughs> Jeez, you're just calling me out right there. No, I I think so. <laughs> you love Marcus. Marcus is your boy. That's what I'm. I love Marcus, I but I I faded off as the year progressed, and uh, he definitely has more arm talent and arm strength. But it's more of a it's a more of a mentality thing, you know, being a rookie quarterback. So, um, with that being said, to kind of counter how you know what you were just saying, how I feel about Desmond Ritter's arm strength, let's just say you're in our home league, and Desmond Ritter is still available very competitive league he's not available in our league but let's just say he is so you either have Desmond Ritter Ryan Tannehill Daniel Jones Mac Jones Sam Darnold I can keep going down this shit list if you want <laughs> that's a lot like <laughs> yeah, that's a shit list. right so let's just say it's your first week of the playoffs and you have Kyler Murray like Tyler Herbach did yeah are you not starting Desmond Ritter and just kind of taking that flyer? Yeah, I mean, there's unknown upside, right? Like, there's that unknown rookie upside where this guy could be the next killer, you know, and, and that's the unknown, right? You're just, you're taking a gamble. So there's there's upside there, but um, could be a really low floor as well. So that's, it's a, that's, I mean, you're pushing all the cards in or all the chips in, like that's, Super risky, but I guess if you're debating on Mac Jones or Desmond Ritter, I mean, or or it's one of those other names you were saying. <laughs> God, they were horrible. Mac Jones, Daniel Jones. I'd probably go Daniel Jones over him, just from the rushing upside of Daniel Jones, even though he hasn't done it as much. Ryan Tannehill? Oh God, I would pro uh Sam Darnold. I'm definitely starting over Sam Darnold. <laughs> I think a lot of exactly. it comes out if you're if you're really struggling at quarterback like that and you know and you're these are the guys you're regarding, you have to play the best matchup. Um and I mean Jones is playing Washington, who's had a decent defense most of the year. Ryan Tannehill's playing the Chargers, so maybe that's you know some upside there. Um, but I mean, God. But at the same time, the Chargers also are awful against running backs, so that means that you know King Henry's going to have an absolute day, and Tannehill won't even have to throw the ball. Right. Most likely. Yeah, Ritter plays the Saints. Coming off the bye though, so he's had a little bit more time to get ready as a starter. You know. Hopefully that helps, but that's yeah, still not not the best matchup. Luckily for me, I mean, I don't know if it's actually lucky. I have Deshaun Watson on my bench to replace Kyler Murray with, which is an absolute wild card. But I'd actually yeah. probably take I'd probably take him though over anybody else that we're that we're mentioning. I mean, at least this week he did have just under eighteen points. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I would take uh, Watson over all of them. Uh, I see what you guys support. That's cool. <laughs> hey man, I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win ships here. Okay, I don't give a shit what he did in his personal. Nah, life. I don't blame you. I would probably start Deshaun Watson over over Desmond Ritter. I definitely would. But uh, sound, sound a it, lot like the Browns GM there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd probably give him just like That's my probably exactly salary. what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit what he did in his personal life. <laughs> That's the other reason I brought that up, though, is because, you know, Deshaun Watson already rostered in, like, you know, 75% of the league, something like that. Yeah. If you have Kyler Murray and you don't have a backup quarterback, which we usually do not like to do, you don't have Deshaun Watson. And that's the only reason I brought that whole situation up is because, you know, now you're left with this, you know, the, the nitpicks at the end of the season, these right. four or five quarterbacks. And now, mm-hmm. for me personally, I mean, this is obviously just on my team here like it might be the silver lining the only reason Deshaun Watson is even on my team is because Kyler Murray was on bye last week so I had to pick up somebody and I went with a wild card who was available versus the guys who you know you have no idea who generally are going to play poorly at least with Deshaun Watson I know there's some you know very significant upside even though he hasn't played football in two years well definitely a wild card it's like are you gonna give him a massage or is he gonna like pull his dick out so (laughs) Definitely I mean, a wild card. <laughs> yeah, you hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So did all the masseuse. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's okay. wrap it up here. <laughs> and, uh, what a great way call to that wrap a it show. up. <laughs> 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 well, that's the show. <laughs> that's what they're here for, baby. That's what they're here for. Um, you know, they, they probably enjoy the fact that we haven't, the three of us haven't been together in like two months doing this. Yeah. Just the, almost like something like that. So, I mean, a that's lot on of me. Hey, hey, man, it happens. Yo, life happens. But like, that's on me. The bullshit. This was fun. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's half is. I, I, I think half this episode isn't even about fantasy football. Yeah, it's mostly well, no. about Aaron Rodgers being a better quarterback than <laughs> Derek Carr. Dude, get the fuck out of here! I already drove the point home. More fantasy points in general, oh, dude. All hey, right. Hey, you want? I mean, we really want to get into it. Geno Smith is beating both you guys this year, so. Okay, here comes the Seahawks fan. That's not, right. we're not, that's not what we're talking about. All right, I'm logging off. So I'll uh, see you guys. Yeah, all right. We'll see. We'll see you uh, in two, two months. Years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Send us home, Jim. Send us home. That'll do it uh, for this incredible episode of Who's the Better Quarterback, Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr? And we will ah, if, if you aren't already following us on Twitter, hit us up at the FF Fathers. Um, and then we will catch you guys later this week for the ever important start and sit episodes in the starts of the week for the first round of the 2022 fantasy football playoffs. Let's go get us some chips boys and um that's it sayonara sayonara Derek Carr is a better fantasy quarterback Devontae Adams has a great year can't wait to win (laughs) uh some fantasy shifts with you guys yeah yes sir Aaron Rodgers better than Derek Carr yep all right okay bye